Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Armand. And uh, whatever your flavor of holiday, the holidays are coming up and a lot of people give presents this time of year. So we wanted to talk a little bit like in the very gifty sense about the value of handmade, about giving of your art. Because I feel like this is an eternal topic, like, um, you know, handmade versus homemade and the, the ideas that we have about those words, like uh, handcrafted, artisanal, homemade, handmade, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, recently there was, I don't know if you saw, <laughs> went around the internet quite a few laps, at least at on my part of the internet. There was a Dear Prudence about a woman who was very, very offended. She gave her daughter-in-law a gift certificate for yarn, I think like $100. And then for, and it was always weird because it was for her, the, the letter writer's anniversary, she got a handmade bedspread. And she was so offended that like she had bought herself the present um, because like her money had gone to the yarn that had gone into the bedspread. She was like, this is such horrible gift etiquette. And fortunately, most of the internet was like, A, you're a horrible person. B, that gift certificate probably didn't buy all the yarn for an entire freaking bedspread. B, do you know how much work goes into a bedspread? Um, And I think it's just like, it's such a telling thing about how people view stuff that's handmade that she was like well the only value in this is the yarn itself there's no like transformative value of the of the work that's in it this is a crappy present i paid for this present myself yeah that's yes <laughs> that, yeah that is it's like, an extreme example but that is really sad it's sad because it's not putting value in the crafting of the thing. It's only putting value in the materials. And it doesn't even matter if you bought the yarn or someone else. You know what I mean? Because if you can think about it abstractly, if this particular set of yarn was bought with that gift certificate, like who knows which part of the yarn, you know, like she could have bought more other yarn (laughs) with the gift certificate and then bought this yarn herself. And even though it was a transferable, you can kind of like justify it either way. But yeah, no, no, <laughs> this person is terrible. And I think that that's a beautiful gift to give someone who buys you a gift certificate of yarn. <laughs> I mean, I cannot think of anyone that I love enough to knit or crochet them a bedspread, including myself. <laughs> I've done a blanket. I've done a blanket. But that's because I can only knit or crochet like straight <laughs> and repeated lines. <laughs> like I can't do anything interesting. So I just kept I just made a really big scarf. That's all I did. <laughs> And how long did it take you? Um, well, it was crocheted. That's right. Because I feel like putting that much onto a pair of knitting needles just seemed insane. And like really, <laughs> re- like I would have needed like, you know, 12 foot needles. I wouldn't quite know how to do that. <laughs> so that's how I would see knitting. But yeah, it was crocheted. I don't know, maybe like a month of like sitting and watching TV. And yeah, it's a it's a lot of commitment. You're thinking about the person the whole time that you're making it. Yeah. And it's just like, even if you even if you just think of it as minimum wage, which I don't know what it is in different states, but like, even if you go below minimum wage, say like five or ten dollars an hour, there can be a lot of hours in even just like socks or a simple Mm -hmm. scarf. So then you're like, okay, so it's a hundred dollars worth of yarn or whatever. And it's like another, I don't know. Fifty, five hundred, five thousand dollars of of labor in a thing mm-hmm. that someone gave you. Plus, on top of that, the knowledge 
to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the thing I think that people don't always remember as well. Like, yeah, in theory, it takes me, let's say, a total of an hour active labor to make a mug, probably more, but let's say an hour, depending on the mug. Um, but that also, A, includes all of the patience of making sure that I catch things at the right drying stage to be able to put on handles mm-hmm. and the patience of making sure that, you know, things work the way they do and that the glazing works right and everything and all of the like surrounding stuff that's not me actually holding the mug, but still labor. But also, you know, the 10, 15 years of learning how to make consistent mugs and make good handles that people like holding and developing a sort of a voice or a style, like that kind of thing as well. Like that thing of, you know, you pay 50 cents for someone to change a screw, but you will pay uh, uh, $98.95 because he knows what screw to change, you know? Well, it's the difference between hiring an amateur and a professional. Like that's what makes you a professional, which then you earn more in any field. And so that makes a lot of sense. I want to ask you, I definitely, when I think about giving a handmade gift to somebody, I always think, will this person appreciate it? Mm -hmm. And sometimes the answer is no. And so I don't make that person something because they would never appreciate it. And I don't know if that's like a selfish thing or a smart thing that I'm thinking of that like foresight because I don't want to be disappointed when someone opens something and they're like, oh, I'm kind of like, um, I really like giving gifts and I like being good at giving gifts. And I feel like that that is a, a part of the thoughtfulness is if this person would like the thing I'm thinking about making them like someone who would just blanket make something for everyone and give that out regardless of what the the receiver likes there's a problem in that because I, the art of gift giving and the the craft of gift giving is thinking about what the person wants to receive a lot more than what you would want to give it's not just that you don't want to be disappointed you don't want them to be disappointed as well yeah. you don't want them to be like oh okay and that might be because they don't understand that this took a lot of time or because they don't care for the thing. But either way, you don't want them to feel like, okay, this was a present that was not like given with me in mind. And in, in knitting, we often talk about someone being knit worthy. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. That can be either someone who has done things in general to be like, they deserve warm socks or a hat <laughs> or whatever, but also someone who has proven themselves to love and appreciate knitwear that you give to them Mm -hmm. to take care of it sometimes to like love it too much so you get someone who's like well i haven't worn the socks because i don't want to wear them out and you're like no they're there for warmth um (laughs) but that kind of thing someone who really really appreciates the thing that you make uh and they are they are knitworthy they deserve the time that you do have to put in something i don't think any amount of explaining can make someone appreciate a handmade crafted gift because even if you tell them oh a thousand hours went into this or this you know I had to do this I had to mix these paints and I had to do this and I had to uh, there were so many steps and and then I finally finished it and it's it's like they would be like maybe impressed you know if they're very polite and they're like oh wow that's excellent you know but really you have to make sure that you're you're giving the right gift for the the right person. Uh, you know, you don't want to give a a piece of art to someone that doesn't 
appreciate art in any way, you know, because they're just not going to like it. The sad thing is, is that I think a certain type of person might be able to be sort of impressed and impressed upon if you also sell your things. So like you give them a scarf or whatever, or a shawl or a painting or something, and they look at it and go, oh, thank you. And then they find out that, oh, you sell those scarves or shawls or art pieces for $150. And then they're like, oh, because it now has not just implicit monetary value, it has actual monetary value that someone else will pay for this. Then I understand it. Now it matters. Now it's a real thing. See, I, I feel like no matter what the, the, the person, I don't know, maybe it's just the people in my life, they'd be like, oh, cool. Good for you. You should sell this one instead of giving it to me. <laughs> like possibly. But that's that's actually also something that I've been thinking about like for for some people I think that buying the same thing from somebody else and then giving it away somehow makes it like better or more worth something literally than making it yourself, mm-hmm. which I don't get. But I mean, like I can sort of see where that's coming from because it's like, well, you, you know, you spent money on them. Uh, which is kind of funny because, again, like if I go back to myself, say if I give someone uh, a mug or a set of bowls, which I've done. And I, sometimes I do feel a little silly about it. Like, hey, here's the thing I made. But like you were saying, I give it to someone who I know mm-hmm. will appreciate it, who I've talked to it about. But some people would see that. Like, is it just is it me just giving them like the materials, the raw clay and the glaze <laughs> and maybe a little bit of electricity in the kiln? Whereas if someone else buys that same mug for X number of dollars usually 40 <laughs> and then they give it to that same person like that's nicer because they bought a thing and that's the real way to make a gift worth something you know have you ever gotten into the situation where you give someone something and then they're like did you make this and you didn't and so you have to be like no and they're like oh <laughs> like it's almost the reverse of everything we've just been saying it's like something was expected to be handmade by you and even if it were handmade by somebody else when they're like oh because they know that you're a creative person and that you make things and that like you've made gifts for people in the past and they're like oh did you make this and you're like no I I bought this on Etsy (laughs) I just thought you would like it and they're like oh no I do like it yeah but it was still it was like oh should I have made that like darn did I (laughs) definitely like there are two kinds of people in the world the ones that are like handmade is only worth something if you spent money on it and the other is like oh you don't love me enough to spend your own time on me (laughs) you cheaped out on your time and decided not (laughs) to make this for me (laughs) do you see do you think that people like expect or demand handmade gifts from makers and artists i think there is a certain type of people who hope that you know you'll make something for them. I hope that people make things for me. I like stuff that people (laughs) made, but I understand that there's only a limited amount of time and there's so many gifts that need to be given, you know? So it's almost like you have to pick a person that year that you're making for, uh, depending on what the thing is. Some, you know, I feel like you're able to make certain things in um, quantities that are more easily giftable out to people. But I feel like for me, if I'm making a painting or a pencil drawing or something, it's like one a year. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't gift more than that. Last year I did an oil painting and I did a pencil drawing as gifts. And that was my max. I like, I used up my entire holiday season because I don't prepare far enough in advance. And I feel like if I were just making, I would spend all year making gifts. 
for everybody if it were only gifts and I would get no chance to make anything for myself or for any kind of potential sales. So it, it all depends on your output and how fast you produce and like and what you're making. Oh, you definitely see that again in knitting circles, like on on uh, Ravelry, which is a knitting forum. A lot of people talking about like, when do you start your holiday knitting? And I'm like, you crazy person. Uh, but also, I think that- I feel like you would be holiday knitting all year. And then like, when do you have any other time for knitting? I think that some people think that like, well, this is a great solution. Like, I don't have that much money. I'll just make all my Christmas presents. And they don't realize that unless you already have tons of materials, which which some people do, it's still like, well, how much time are you going to have to put into it? And also, you're definitely committing to at least, you know, you're you're committing to a number of gifts because you can't give like eight out of 10 people in your family yes. socks. And then the other two are like, here's a book. Mary whatnot. <laughs> I ran out of you time. Know? Here's your book. <laughs> I could see the other side as well. People thinking like, well, you know, they made us all mittens. So clearly they didn't put that much thought into it. And they're like... Don't, again, don't understand. But do you think it's different, though, if it's, you know, a holiday or Christmas gift or maybe um, a birthday gift or when you're just giving someone something because like they liked it or, you know, that they need new mugs or something? Because I feel less pressure on me if I'm just like, well, they like this thing and or, or for instance, you know, it's it's a second in the sense like this isn't perfect enough to sell and... I could either throw it away or sell it at a super discount or it's like, well, you like this and it's funny and I'll give it to you. You know what I mean? I lost track of the question, but I will say (laughs) that I usually tend to make handmade gifts for people that either ask for something I can't find and I know I can make it or I am feeling inspired to make them cry on the holidays over (laughs) sentimentality. And so that also inspires me to make somebody something Or if I know that they just really appreciate or like things that I'm able to create, I will create something for them. But in general, I'm not a, this year is going to be the year of mittens, you know, and everyone (laughs) will be receiving my personalized knitted mittens. Uh, I think one year I promised my grandpa a scarf and I just, I got like, I don't know, a foot into it. And I just never finished it because I wasn't <laughs> motivated to finish it because I didn't think he would really he never left the house very much. So he wouldn't really wear a scarf that much. And I'm I wasn't 100 percent sure he would appreciate it. So I was like, you know, kind of waffling about finishing it at all. And, and it never happened. So I need to be incredibly motivated to finish a gift like that for somebody. I, I can't just blanket give it with the things that I'm able to make. If that makes sense. Do you promise people gifts? Because that I think is dangerous. Well, yeah, I promised my grandpa a scarf and I do feel bad that I never made that. But he never brought it up again. Maybe he I don't know. I don't know. It's that he passed away. So I don't and I never made him a scarf. Uh, Now I feel bad about that. I never did before. But now I do. (laughs) Thank you, Julia. You're the worst. Like I know. uh, But you know what I mean? Like because I feel like that's super dangerous. If someone was like, I want for Christmas, you know, a a hat or uh, a mug or whatever and then like the pressure is on not if it's like oh i no. i like that pressure it feels like an assignment that's due like when my friend asked for a painting of bacon and eggs i'm like i am doing this i am making you bacon and eggs before <laughs> realizing how long oil paints take to dry and it took me two months to get him bacon and eggs but by golly i did and it's hanging on his wall <laughs> so it's like 
I did it. So I kind of like that fire. I like when people ask me for something and I can deliver because I was like, oh, okay. I like specifics. I like instructions. I like clarity. (laughs) It makes me feel comfortable to be on a path as opposed to, oh, I don't know, just whatever you think I would like. It's like, (laughs) but yet I do that to people. That's what I say to people. Oh, whatever, whatever you think I would like. You're the worst. (laughs) Well, I think to to get back to my convoluted question was more like, do you give people stuff just for no reason? And if so, is that where there's like less pressure? Like you can give someone something that's not totally perfect. I do not give people, I don't give people things for no reason. I'll save it for like a Father's Day or a Mother's Day or some sort of special holiday birthday thing. Unless I accidentally make something that somebody wants like (laughs) I I painted a picture of um, someone's kid because it was just like a cute picture and I haven't given it to them yet but I will just give it to them when I see them because I mean they'll probably want because you stole their child's soul yeah a little little bit little stealing there that was but yeah do you do that do you are you a uh, rando gifter sometimes um you know, I'll just something that like I was saying, something that I either wouldn't want to sell because it's not totally perfect or that for whatever you're reason, sell, you're gifting sold. your seconds. You're like, I have a gift for you because I didn't want well, it no, taking up space in my studio. No, it's more <laughs> like if someone's looking at something and they're like, oh, this is really pretty. And I'm like, well, if, if you want it, you can like that kind of thing. Yeah, more yeah. like or if uh, like with not something that's been super used, but like, say, a shawl or a pair of socks that I make because I need a lot of socks like they're a good sort of middle simple project and i'll you know if someone either admires them or i'm like hey i have socks left over i don't know this is a weird example but you know what i mean like that kind of thing. i i love giving stuff mm-hmm. i'm the i am the worst with, with christmas or birthdays with my husband like in say early november like i'll buy him 20 presents <laughs> and mid like early november i'll be like can i give you a christmas present <laughs> just just and then i'll keep doing it like if he gives in i'll just like keep doing it and he's like i want presents on christmas or on my birthday or whenever and i'll be like but i st- you'll still get like 12 i love giving presents it's my favorite thing <laughs> um <laughs> but what i also find is that this super funny kind of i don't know if it's a paradox or i find that the people that i would be most likely to give things to because they're like they're good friends they're good people those are the ones who are like I'm not going to take this because this is something that you make money off of you know what I mean like they'll be like I want this kind of mug what would you charge for a custom mug and I'm like well I'd give it to you and they're like yes but I don't because I you know what I mean like that oh that kind of person in general yeah I think that's a I understand that because that's the type of person that I am. I'm like, please don't give me the thing that you sell. I want to buy it from you. Like I want just because I Note know you. Note to listeners, <laughs> Tiff has bought some of my stuff. I have two things. I have two things uh, in person, which is amazing. Well, you may, I, I put it in order and I got it and I paid for it. But no, that's what I feel like if I'm ordering something, I don't want special treatment as the friend of the maker. I still want to be a, a patron of your arts you know <laughs> for anybody who i make a dealing with but even if it's not like a custom order it's that thing where i'm like hey this mug do you want it i think you'd like it and they go oh no here's yeah but if you're like oh tiff for christmas here's one of my mugs i'd be like oh that's amazing like you know <laughs> totally accepted gift accepted very very quickly yeah. you know th- i think that's a different situation what do you think though if if i didn't sell them if i just made tons of them and gave them away would that be something that has 
you know, more or less value than... No, I would still want to pay somebody for the thing that they made. I know mm-hmm. there... And some people will be like, oh, I wouldn't know what to charge. Just take it. Like, I've heard that kind of stuff before. But it's like, no, I want to prove to you that you have value in this thing. Like, I don't want something for free that costs you money and time to make because I want the thing. You know what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. my desire for it and my want for the object that is being created is therefore giving it value. We don't, I'm not sure what value, like how like actual value, you know, is it a hundred dollars? Is it $20? That's up for like the maker to decide, but it is saying that my, I want that thing. So therefore it has a value to be purchased and mm-hmm. you should enjoy that. And you should be flattered by that it's like a it's a monetary compliment it's like a tip (laughs) yeah and i think i mean we talked about that a little bit in our like when do you get the guts to sell stuff and i think we'll come back to it a ton because it is so hard for the maker to put a value on things so Mm -hmm. i don't i don't like 100 percent blame people who don't make stuff for not understanding that like this is either my heart and soul or oh, absolutely. Uh, something that I could have actually sold for money or like this is, you know, this represents however many evenings of mm-hmm. Netflix that I could have either spent on making something for myself or just like that I couldn't watch Netflix because I had to look down at the thing that, I, you know, like that kind of thing that don't understand that this is not this is not glue macaroni, you know, <laughs> And even if it were, if it were very good glue macaroni, <laughs> that's different. I've seen some amazing. Oh, totally. You can probably find some amazing glue macaroni art. Oh, probably. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like this, this is not, this is not an afterthought. Yeah. And this is not something that I made because I couldn't be bothered to give you a real present. Yeah. I'm also getting so much guilt for all of the people that I sh- like have either implicitly or in my brain promised stuff to. And that have I told you the story of my husband's sweater no oh actually i think you have you promised my sweater and you just keep never making it yep yep i bought the yarn on our honeymoon seven and a half years ago (laughs) i still haven't knitted um but is this the year does he listen (laughs) he does listen (laughs) but he knows that i'm the worst it's actually funny it's It's like he's um, gonna have to take you away on vacation and be like this vacation you knit (laughs) (laughs) you knit this one specific thing (laughs) i mean because there is this uh this um it's not necessarily a joke even but there's this concept called the sweater curse uh that if you make a sweater for your partner before you're married you're gonna break up uh, and there's a lot of theories about it. Like, well, <laughs> you know, if, if you make if you make them a sweater and they don't show enough appreciation for it, you're going to be pissed off and leave them. Or that you're going to have spent all this time and like been thinking about them during it and realize that it's not worth it. Or they are going to treat you like you're nuts because you gave them this crappy gift. Like th- nothing good can come of <laughs> making. A, not, and I mean, I don't think that marriage is the one true sign of commitment but for a lot of people it is so like if you make someone you're not married to a sweat so like you can make them <laughs> socks maybe unless they have huge feet uh, then that's quite the commitment I, I, yeah and and i think that sometimes handmade gifts in general can be such a like um i don't know what the word i'm looking for is like a, a thermometer <laughs> or like a some sort of of gauge maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that can that can that it can tell you something about a that person, and b it can also 
be almost dangerous to the relationship. Like you maybe should really think about like some people you just know, they Mm -hmm. will love anything you make, macaroni art included, Mm -hmm. um, because either or either because they love you so much and they're like, you made this and you're amazing. Therefore, it is imbued with you. And I love that. (laughs) Or they just appreciate the effort and they understand something about that or both. Like and and you you just you don't even have to think about it. You know that you can give them anything that you've made, and they're gonna be like, "Wow!" And sometimes that's your grandma, and sometimes that's your best friend. So everyone out there should know, as you are giving your handmade gifts, it's time for judgment. <laughs> this, is, this is where you get your little little book. You get your you know a little notebook with everyone's name in it, and you um, can mark down their reactions for either future gift giving or. Uh, lifetime judgment and guilt because <laughs> that's healthy oh totally i have heard some kind of sweet stories about people who sort of like come back much later and like i and, and say that i didn't understand what this meant what this entailed and i'm sorry that i either didn't show enough appreciation or no appreciation but now like either because they've started knitting or just like somebody else told them or they realized which is better than like just being crappy about it but i think that's kind of sweet when people are like I'm sorry. I didn't understand. This was very nice. Thank you. Do you ever feel the need to update a gift that you have given somebody? Like you made them something and it's in their home or displayed somewhere. Oh, we've talked about this before. Totally. I know. But I just feel like it's worth bringing up again. And you (laughs) come across it and you just want to like replace it with the new, like the two years you know, more experienced version. The sitcom replacement heist. Yeah, because like so there's this little bird that's in my friend's house in her daughter's room. And it was like one of the very first things I started, I painted when I was just starting doing watercolor a few years ago. And she really liked it. And she cut it out and she put it in this shadow box. And it's, and it's very cute. It's this little yellow bird. But every time I'm in there, I look at it and I was like, oh, you're a terrible bird. Oh my goodness, look at those proportions. There's no detail. Like this is just it's not a good bird. It looks it looks not good. And I want to like heist it out and put in a much better bird. But <laughs> but at the same time it was like the just the thought that she loved even that because it's something I made and it's still in her, you know, and it's like a memory of that time also. So you don't really like it, there's the the balancing act of like do you want to update it and replace it because of just something better or the piece of art, regardless of the quality means something for the time it was made and the time it was given? Well, I think it kind of could be cool if you made another one and they could hang next to each other and then you could have, and she could have together (laughs) like a, A, we've been friends for X number of years and B like, Hey, I grew. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I should, I should make her another little yellow bird to add to the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any like favorite handmade gifts that you've gotten? I'm assuming macaroni art is in there. Oh, absolutely. Um, there was, well, you know, gifts from your kid that they are forced to make in school are one thing. I'm not quite sure of the sentimental value that's associated with a two-year-old's finger painting. <laughs> but the fact that they do it is kind of like really important and special there's this one thing that we have up on our wall like one year they had the kids press flowers into a picture frame and give it as like a mother's day gift and i just i really love that uh even if the teachers did it you know my son handed it to me (laughs) on that day and i was like oh it's amazing so i really value that there are i'm trying to think of some other things that are like handmade gifts 
that people have made. Food. I love getting food. Yes. <laughs> that's also see, that's also a very, very good handmade gift because mm-hmm. it's like you're not you don't have to worry about taking up space in someone's house with something that they feel bad about getting rid but of. But yet they can be very beautiful and have tons of artistic value. My friend, my best friend, she makes the most amazing cakes. And oh, I love getting her cakes on my birthday because they're amazing. And I know that they're and again, that's something that she produces for money from other people and it has value. So I know how much her cakes are worth and just that she is willing to put aside making another cake for someone else that she would have gotten paid for to make that as a gift for me is awesome. And it's amazing. Like last year she made this beautiful succulent cake with all these little cactuses on it and it looked totally like cactuses and, and with little, uh, coconut dirt. And it was, it was amazing and beautiful and tasted incredible. So probably her cakes, they're just so, oh, and, and then Jamie, she makes like macrame. She made these little coasters and every, uh, it's just, I'm so blessed to be around a lot of very makery people and to get a a number of handmade gifts that I really love and appreciate. And I I definitely value those gifts over other things. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, if you get like a gift that someone, it was just like an extremely deeply thoughtful gift that was purchased and not made, that also feels really special. So I don't want to say that handmade gifts are more appreciated if you're getting a gift from someone that doesn't or can't make things. Well, I think the thing about like both handmade gifts and then that very thoughtful gift is that in in the best of worlds they they just tell you that someone thought about you mm-hmm. and it can be it can be like a super tiny thing somebody remembered that in april you complained about this one tiny annoying problem you have in your day to day so they you know they either got you or they made you like a chapstick holder yeah because you're always you need your chapstick to be a little beefier in your purse you can find it and they, they like remembered it and they thought about you and that that can be just as valuable regardless of of if they made it or bought it because they they really really thought about you Mm -hmm. or maybe they remembered that you joked about how you're so happy that um nobody ever got the impression that you collect frogs because then you got (laughs) thousands of frogs and then like oh haha i got your frog like you know what i mean like the thing is the thought because like my the best handmade gift that i think i ever got i got for my birthday last year i was going to ask you i was waiting for you to take a breath i want you to know that i am thoughtful and i was going to ask you the reverse question but you didn't give me a chance no 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 because i'm the worst (laughs) you're like i am interviewing Uh, myself here excuse me (laughs) last year for my birthday uh and actually i was up working late ish so like five minutes past midnight pontus gave me uh because he was like i'm gonna give you your present now Usually, you know, you do the morning thing. And he had made me a recording sign that looks like it was from like a 1940s, 50s radio studio. Oh, cool. You know, it, so it's like the 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 frame is 3D printed. So we had to come up with like the model for it for the 3D printing. And then he laser cut out the letters. He like found a good font and designed it and cut out the letters so that you get like white glow through sort of a red acetate and it's just so amazing and he like built into it electronics so that it lights up and the plan is that we'll try to make it um like remote controlled and I cried I was just like because he was like well I you know it's just a fun thing you can have it when you're podcasting 
and like it can light up and we joke like it could be a warning so that he knows not to come into the room while I'm <laughs> podcasting, which he generally knows anyway. But just like it was just, it was such a out of left field thing. It's not something that I would have ever thought to wish for. Mm-hmm. But A, that it's such a fun, silly thing. And then the aesthetics of it, like he got that like this is something that Julia would super go for. It was just like it had all of those elements. And I think also I was tired. I'd been working a lot, which probably didn't help with the crying. <laughs> but I was like, you you made this for, for, for me. And it was that thing of like he thought so many steps about me and who I am and what I like, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was just it was just really, really sweet. Yeah, those oh, getting, those gifts I'm are getting moved again. <laughs> oh. And it's like it's not, it's not you know something that's like oh this is amazingly useful or super expensive or it was just like it was very much like a hundred percent a Julia gift, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that dear Prudence person got a color blanket that she didn't like, you know, and so she was mad <laughs> that the person didn't actually think of her. <laughs> that's what she because I don't know anybody who isn't moved by a deeply thoughtful gift well for her it seemed like she was stuck on some sort of weird etiquette thing of like i paid for my own present (laughs) yeah that's a whole but like but really like in general like who isn't moved by a very thoughtful gift i i would find that difficult to find or at least a person that i wouldn't want to hang with very much yeah i think part of it is maybe the same kind of people who don't want to pay for handmade things or handcrafted or artisanal things because they're like well you like knitting so you'd be knitting anyway so why should I have to pay like I'll even pay for the yarn but I'm not going to pay for your labor or whatever like that thing of well if it's something you like how can it have any value you know like why would you pay an artist uh, in anything other than exposure because they're doing something that they love or like writers like any kind of creative endeavor you feel like a certain type of person is like well the love of the thing should be payment enough. There's also that thought of when you look at an object or painting or whatever, and you say, I could have done that. So therefore (laughs) I'm not going to assign a value because I could have done that. And I find that a lot of people making those comments about modern art or something that seems simple, but then when you really break it down, it's not because it's like, yeah, you could have done that, but you didn't, you know, like you didn't think to do that. You didn't take the time to do that. Someone else did. And there's value in that time and in their foresight and in their thought, you know, so it's. And also a lot of times like a, you couldn't have done that because this art is important because it was new for its time. It did something cool or it's like, no, you couldn't because you don't understand the balance and like the mathematical and philosophical stuff that went into this Mm -hmm. one blorp on a big white canvas. So I came across something in your notes that I want to bring up and I really like this because how do you handle accepting gifts that stink? <laughs> like because <laughs> all right. So of course you obviously say no, you be polite like right away you tell them how great it is and how much you appreciate it. Then you fall into the pit of you might get this again and again mm-hmm. and again. Now, do you say something in order to guide somebody into the this is actually what I like instead? Or do you just let it go and face a lifetime of horrible gifting? And this is specific, we can turn it into something, we could add the extra element being make do that this is a handmade <laughs> gift that someone put time into. 
Dun, well, see, dun, that's dun. the thing. Immediately <laughs> there, I would be a lot nicer about it. Like, unless it's like a huge statue, and I know, like, okay, I'm gonna have in in three years, I'm just gonna have a like a garden full of <laughs> creepy naked monsters in my in my yard. Because, uh, like, on on the surface itself, unless it's like my husband or maybe one or two super close friends. Because to them, I'd be like, I've, I'm really happy about this and I really love it. But seriously, it's like it's giving me hives or um, I you know what I mean? Like I could say like I, I you were so close and I see what, what you were going for um, because I think like with certain people, you do owe them the you know, giving them the chance to actually make you happy mm-hmm. with most people. I would just be as polite as I could be if it's done something handmade because I know like, wow, this this took a lot of time. And even though like this yarn is making me super itchy or whatever i would still be like wow you i'm you you did this you made this that's so amazing and i would i would feel super guilty about not being able to appreciate it and being a horrible horrible person <laughs> and then like i try to declutter stuff and i think i would have a hard time decluttering that i would you know store it in a nice way somewhere maybe i have a strategy for dealing with this my strategy is initial accepting of the gift if i see that the gift will be repeated in a certain way yearly or or however often i would then use some adjectives to guide them in give me so like let's say they make you a hideous scarf and you're just like oh god i'm never gonna wear this scarf it is just all the wrong colors and it's not working for me you could say oh I wore that scarf you got me so much, but this year I'm so much more into black and white, you know, (laughs) like, and then that way you can say, oh yeah, the other scarf, I just wore it so much. And like, now I've changed color, you know, so that way they feel appreciated that the thing was used, even if that is a little white lie, but then you can guide them into be like, I still like, you know, I still appreciate that you are making the thing. But this is how you can tweak it, so I will actually wear it. <laughs> yeah. What about what about if if we keep keep in this vein, but a little differently? What about if someone gives you supplies for the stuff that you do, and it's like, and they don't understand? Like somebody gives you, you know, like a, a like for you, for instance, someone gives you like a kitty watercolor set with crappy brush, like, and not for your kid. They're like, oh, I thought of you because I know you love to paint, and you're like, gee thanks or like a weird and a friendship bracelet kit when you're super into macro and you know what i mean like they're i was they, so they dig that friendship you. bracelet kit. <laughs> let's be honest oh me too but you know what i mean like they just they they don't quite get maybe what level you're at or that um you are super particular about your tools like a lot of people are what, what would you do then oh i, I would accept uh, graciously and then i would probably use that as a oh adam wants to paint you know like so it's it would still be yeah that's that's cheating you have a child aha <laughs> uh-huh. or you can re-gift it to a child or you can re-gift it to someone who's just starting out so that's true especially a consumable like a like art supplies because you can just say that you used it you know and then you Truth. then later on you could be like oh if you want to get me art supplies i'm you know i've moved on to this kind of stuff you don't have to say you already moved on when you first got the first thing, but, you know. And then you make them a watercolor painting with or without those paints. And then yeah. they go, damn it, I bought my own present. <laughs> Sucker. No kidding. <laughs> Are you wishing or hoping for any crafty gifts this year or or supplies? I'm pretty well set, honestly. Like, I just went to the art store and I went, 
nutso because I was putting off going for a long time. But last year I asked for good colored pencils um, because I I knew that my mom had a, a very good friend that did color pencil art and I didn't. And so I was like, you know what? The half the gift is in the research of finding us out. So I'm like, if you could ask your friend what she likes best and get me that and I would love it. And that ended up working out fantastically because I got some beautiful colored pencils last year. So I would highly suggest anyone that is looking for like art supply gifts or anything like that to ask someone that has kind of a little bit more knowledge than you or has Mm -hmm. access to someone with a little bit more knowledge than you and their search for the thing becomes the value of the gift, which I I think that that's really kind of nice. And I mean, also like people sometimes rag on gift cards. Uh, I I think sometimes like getting it, like I'm going to rag on a gift card. You always (laughs) lose gift cards. I always lose them or forget to use them or like, don't bring them with me. It's so tricky. I rather get something I can exchange. (laughs) Yeah. But either, either a gift card to like an art supply store or to be like, uh, depending on how close the person is to be like, you know, like making your own gift card and be like, I will come with you to this store and mm-hmm. we will together look at all of the stuff and you can buy 18 brushes, you know, like that kind of thing. Like I love making handmade gift cards. Be like, this is good for one session of making cinnamon buns and then we'll take you to dinner, like that kind of thing. I do weird, stupid activity gift cards because the, I'm a child. The wonderful thing about art supplies and baking supplies and all that stuff, it's also consumable. So even mm-hmm. if you get double of what you had, or you give somebody something that they already have, chances are they're still going to use it because it's not like a, a one and done situation. Like I have brushes and some of them are already falling apart because I've been painting like a fiend. <laughs> so <laughs> I have one that the little collar is loose and they were pretty good brushes to begin with. You know, I didn't have really cheap brushes, but you know, you... it's called a feral. I've learned a what now? Ooh, a feral. The metal part that holds the brush head to the brush. Uh, Look at you, vocab. <laughs> handle. I was going to say the brush stick. That's not the word. Apparently, I'm very good you, at vocab. You, you exceed in one area and plummet in the other. <laughs> yeah, it's called a feral. The feral on the brush stick. <laughs> well, that's good. Now I learned something. Yeah, so like it's it's like even if someone has kind of primo supplies, they still have a lifespan. And yeah. they still need to be. And of course, you can have three of the same brush. I have not been lacking because like I get color all <laughs> over and then I don't want to clean it. And so I just pick up another one. And it's uh, it's it's all very useful. Art people love stuff. I got to oh, say definitely makers love this i think half of the love of it is collecting all of the gear and the goodies it's the it's the dream of what it'll become i think one one thing that could be a really fun gift card even though you'll probably disagree is to give someone a decent gift card and say and you have to spend this on just one expensive thing because i think it's also sometimes hard to make that like transition from the Mm -hmm. you know the the crappy stuff to then the medium sized stuff and then you're like okay but this one brush is $40 that's a that's a heavy brush (laughs) I don't think I've gone there yet either I gotta say I I just want to give a shout out to someone who I went to go visit this weekend and she is uh, my cousin and she showed us her craft room oh my gosh talk about the love of the supplies because she's amazing and the craft room that we got to see she has worlds sewing world bead world 
painting world. It was an absolute dream. I know. Is everyone listening salivating right now? Because I was when I was there and it was just so fun. But even someone like that who seems to have all the things, I am sure she doesn't feel that way because (laughs) she consumes it. She uses it like she's she's an active maker, doer, crafter, artist. And it is you just you go through all that stuff. So I feel like art supplies and crafting supplies and even something that's brand new to somebody who is a maker. Like my my friend got me these little um, cross stitch kits with like for these Mm -hmm. stitch people. I haven't gotten to do it yet. But getting that gift because she knows I just like making things with my hands was awesome. Because it's like, ooh, a new craft, a new thing to try. And and I don't know any maker that shuts their mind off to trying something new even. So you don't even have Mm -hmm. to be in the realm of, oh, I don't know what kind of brushes this painter likes. It's like, then get them something completely different because it could just open up a world of something new or it's nice to go from painting to then stitching something because you need to vary your hand movements so you don't get carpal tunnel, all right? (laughs) Like, or is that still a thing? Or RSI, that's what it is now. Um, (laughs) Are you are you planning on giving anyone anything handmade this year? Um, I have I I don't know. <laughs> are you are you buying any handmade items to give away this year? Yes, I do buy handmade items, but I have not created anything this year because nothing has striked me. I guess of <laughs> uh, or I haven't gotten any requests, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I don't know. Are you? What are you doing? <clears throat> I can't tell you because the people relevant. Probably <laughs> yeah, listen. so this is a terrible question. You're the worst. All of my friends listen to. <laughs> I'm not making but what you I, anything. But what I will say, <laughs> but what I will say is that because like in you know in in late November you get the whole thing of like oh small business which small business Saturday was invented by American Express. Really, you should think about small businesses every day of the year. It's big spending um, Saturday. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, but just like think about something that because again even if you're not a maker a lot of people will appreciate something that is whatever word you want to use for it like artisanal or um you know arts and crafts or whatever handmade handcrafted yeah yeah some something that has that you know love in it and whether that's going to markets or going to um etsy etsy's you know it's gotten complicated because it's very flooded and in the past couple of years they've allowed like real big they've started allowing big retailers in which i think is kind of sad but like you can find so many amazing people on instagram on etsy just like and and people who will like i i generally hate you know stupid memes like that but the thing of you know when you buy something from a small business an actual person does a little dance (laughs) I, i feel that i really really do and then without being sponsored, I can also say that on my wish list, I have an Art Snacks subscription because that aside from like nice. loving supplies to get that like sampler concept, which I, I bet you could like put together yourself in an art store if you just want to give the one box. But just to be like, I would never have bought this one weird paint or whatever it is like. And you're like, wow, this is a fun eraser, you know, like that thing. Plus you get, it's kind of like with Inktober where you have the Arts Next Challenge, like you have to make something with just the stuff in the box. That's good yep. for the brain. And it keeps giving because it shows up every month. So it's pretty great. Yeah. Hear that, Lee? <laughs> that one's free. <laughs> well, maybe Our- I won't like my box. <laughs> 
All right, everyone. Our show notes are at relay.fm slash make do if you want to see any of the I don't know, things that we talked about. I don't know. Are we going to have a lot of notes today? Maybe. We'll see. Go check it out. And we are, we are at MakeDoPod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us individually at Tiffany Arment and at Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T. And we will be back in a fortnight. And until then, go make and do. And happy holidays. And happy holidays. Get to work, you little elves. They made you or bought you uh well, you New York now? called bought you. I don't know. <laughs> they bought you. <laughs> Did they buy they, it for you? <laughs> they they bought it for me at the store. Um <laughs> <laughs>